the Bible tells us that as they obeyed God and they marched around this, this city wall for seven days, that on the seventh day, the walls collapsed and the city was taken. You follow the journey on as they go in further and further into this land of promise and they have certain conquests, certain battles to fight with the ites, the people that were living there. And there's one occasion, you remember the story of Ai, the city of Ai, where there was, there was a small hiccup because some people chose to disobey God. But eventually that city was overcome. Shortly after that, we see how that a number of kings join together. Those that are kings of that land who have decided that they are not going to let this foreign nation just come in and take over. And so they joined forces and they rose up and they, they began to declare war against the people of Israel. Joshua again sought the Lord. That's a good thing to do. When you sense the enemy is, is after you, go seek the Lord. See what he taught, says about it. Don't listen to your own heart when it's full of fear. When it wants to run, listen to what God says. Joshua did this. And the Bible says, And the Lord routed and killed those people that rose up against Israel. Straight after that, Joshua gets into battle again with another people. And I can only guess that the battle was extending and going on longer than perhaps Joshua felt there was enough time in that day to, to seal this battle. And the Bible says that Joshua spoke out to the sun and to the moon to stand still. And it did for about a day. You think how big that is. That's not just stopping the world turning. That's to do with the sun and all the other, other planets in our solar system and beyond. And as you read on and on and on, you see that in their quest of obeying God and, and claiming what God had said was theirs, time and again, they experienced what we call miracles. Miracles, happenings that are outside the natural realm. A miracle takes place when God's will comes into being that is outside the natural laws. The river will flow by gravity from the highest point to the lowest point. <coughs> Gravity does not pull water upriver. A miracle does that. Fortified cities that have walls wide enough for people to build their homes on don't just disappear into the ground. 
a miracle causes that. It wasn't anything to do with sonic waves. That those trumpets that those people blew just happened to be vibrating at the right wavelength that caused those massive walls to crumble. Uh Uh-uh, it was a miracle. God himself fought the enemy. That's a miracle. And the sun and the moon standing still. That's a miracle. Point is this. For those people to claim and possess and enter into all that God had promised them, they needed to experience miracles. And it's my belief, my complete conviction, that if we as a church are going to fully possess everything which God has said is ours, if we're going to see people born again, lives transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we're going to see souls that once followed after Jesus but have gone away come back to Him, if we're going to see people, young and old, commit their whole life to God, change the course of their life from pursuing their own dreams to yielding and laying down their life for the cause and the purposes of God. If we're going to see the kingdom of God established in our life, in our home, in our church, in our workplace, if we're going to see a work and a move of God take place amongst us, in us and through us, We are not going to see it without believing and seeing miracles. Because bringing the kingdom of God to earth not only takes prayer, but it takes miracles. It takes miracles. It takes a supernatural act of God to bring those things into being. We sing, God, you're our healer. Healing is a miracle. It is where, naturally, medically speaking, nothing can be done. God steps in and heals. That is him bringing his kingdom to this earth. It's a miracle. Many years ago, when our second daughter, Jane, was about seven years old, seven or eight years old, we were in a service, a Christian service. The pastor, his message was this, miracles still happen today. And our daughter was there. And when she was born, she was born almost blind in one eye. She had this, um, where her eyes were not quite straight, and the hospital had operated on three occasions, and they had discovered that not only was her eyes not quite straight, but she had just about no vision in one eye. 
And so they, they would patch her good eye to try and get the bad eye to work. But all it meant was she couldn't see at all. And so she would fall over things. And so there was nothing medically that can, can be done. This is all documented in her records. And so she sat on the front row. Parents, get your kids on the front row. Get them under the word of God. When we have children's ministry in the nation's church, we don't child mind. We don't just keep the children quiet. We engage them with what God is doing. We bring them the word of truth. We train and equip them in the ways of, of God and the gospel. Why? Because they believe it. And at the end of the service, the pastor said, Right, I've told you about miracles, how they happened in the Bible. I've told you about miracles that I've seen today. And he had many miracles. Now, if you need a miracle, come and let me pray for you. And so we, we were standing at the back. I think we had been ushering and greeting and doing things like that. And we looked and, and here is our daughter standing at the front, kind of this high. She's waiting to be prayed for. Why? She needed a miracle. She was blind in one eye. She couldn't see. So she stood there. And the pastors came and they began to pray for her. And as they prayed for her, God's power came upon her. And it was so great that she couldn't stand any longer. She fell down. And she laid on the floor for a few moments and, and we, we ran to her side. And as she came round, whatever that expression is, we were wondering, okay, what was happening? What was going on? And we said to her, and? She kind of looked up like this and says, yeah, I can see. And she got off, up and ran off. Miracle. Miracles not only happen today, they're essential. And I'm, I'm not challenging your theology. That's not what the kingdom of God is about. We've got to come to this place where we realize that for us as a church and as individuals to come into and experience the kingdom of God, it will not happen simply by natural means. There are things in all of our lives that unless God does a miracle, it will not happen. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, If you believe, not if you can explain it, not if you can understand it, if you believe, if you believe, if you have faith, if you believe whatever you ask my father for, he'll give it to you. That takes a miracle. And if we're going to, like the people of Israel, enter into the promises that God has got for us, I believe we've got to be a people that believe God for miracles. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about 
oh God, I need a brand new car. I'd like, you know, a big Mercedes. Well, God didn't give it to me, so God doesn't work miracles. If you need a Mercedes, God can give you one. We're not talking about things for our own personal gain. That's not the land of promise. The land of promise is bringing in the kingdom of God. Seeing people born again. Seeing the power of God touch lives. Change lives. Transform them. Out of darkness and bring them into light. Remove what is just death and bring life. For that to happen, we must believe that God will work miracles. Else, we do it in our own strength. And we have nothing. We are just humans. We must depend and rely upon God. There are things that God wants to do in each of our lives. And those things will take his miraculous power. And we may come from different backgrounds of beliefs. We may even have been in a place ourselves where once we thought that God did miracles, but we feel he's let us down. We may have been raised in a, in a situation where we have been told miracles were just for Bible times. Then what about your salvation? Surely that's a miracle. That God can take our sinful hearts and by the blood of Jesus and through our repentance cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a miracle. You see, if you're a Christian, you do believe in miracles. Your salvation is the greatest of all miracles. And if we can believe God can take our hearts and cleanse them, make us new, forgive us of our sin and make us right with him, then we can believe that God can work whatever is necessary. There may be people in your family, very close to you perhaps, who you know are not born again, they're not right with God. Can you believe for a miracle for them? Yes. Amen. That is bringing the kingdom of God into being. Joshua and the people could have stood in front of Jericho and just gone, that's a big city. We're never going to beat it. We are never going to overcome it. And they would have died right there. But they listened to what God said and they followed his, uh, his word and they experienced a miracle. Maybe there are people you know who have terminal illnesses and they're not saved. What will it take for them to get healed? It takes a miracle. Maybe you know families where there is horrible separation and, and divorce that's, that's threatening or taking place it takes a miracle to bring those together maybe you know families that just don't talk to each other it takes a miracle to restore that God can do that and God wants to do that 
What will it take? Jesus said, if you believe. If you believe. We may say, well, when I've seen a miracle, then I'll start to believe. Well, <laughs> that's the wrong way round. It's the wrong way round. That's the way the world operates. When I see something, I'll believe it. But God says, I've spoken. I've told you. I've given you my word. Now you simply believe. And I believe that as we proceed, as we move forward in faith towards those things daily that God has set before us as a church and in our own individual lives, as we exercise that belief, we, we are in prayer and God speaks to us and says, my son, my daughter, I want you to experience this in your life. And you say, Father God, I don't understand that. I don't feel like I deserve or I'm worthy of it. I sure as anything couldn't explain how that would happen. But I do believe. I do believe. That is the recipe for seeing God work his miracles. Seeing his kingdom come and his will be done. If you read from the book of Genesis and you read right the way through to the book of Revelation, maybe not all in one day, but if you do it gradually, you'll find that just about every person that was used by God had to believe in the miraculous. Because God is miraculous. If you believe God, you believe in the miraculous. You believe in his supernatural ability. You believe that when man says it can't be done, God says it's possible. That's why God never gives up on us. Because he believes. So I want us this evening just to take some time and get before God concerning this, this thing here, miracles. You know where you are at on it. Maybe, maybe you used to believe, but you don't. Maybe you just cannot see how God can work these things. Maybe you think it's to do with the past and not today. Maybe you think it's just the fanatical that believe in miracles. Maybe you've, you've experienced where someone has said they've had a miracle, but it wasn't, and it's put you off. All of those things must be surrendered to the Bible the right reference point where Jesus said if you believe you'll see let's get before God where we are right now at this time let's open our hearts towards him again and allow him to speak to us concerning what he wants to do that those things that perhaps we have said is impossible will never happen Let's open those areas up before God. Those things which, as we look at them, we cannot see how, how they could happen. And maybe we write them off. Let God speak to you about those things again. Maybe you've experienced things in your life which you feel have shaped you and will never change. You'll always suffer in this way. You'll always struggle. 
It will always be like a, a thorn that, that uh, annoys you and, and upsets you. See what God says about it. Open your heart to what God wants to say about you stepping into the fullness of abundant life. Abundant life. The life of the kingdom of God. So let's just honestly get before God. Open our hearts before him. Let him speak. And if we need to say, God, I'm sorry that I've doubted you. Sorry that I've questioned your word. Please forgive me. And let's do that. Let's allow him to show us what he wants to do. Amen. Let's take some time.